On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're discussing the win from Saturday night against the Florida Panthers and the Lightning schedule going forward to round up 2022. All that more, but first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form as well along on YouTube. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're recapping the win from Saturday afternoon against the Florida Panthers. Round two of the Sunshine State, I guess, showdown or rivalry or whatever cool name we want to put. I like Sunshine State Showdown. I think that's a cool name. Um, and then we're also looking at the Lightning's uh, schedule for the rest of the of the year. So we take a look at that. So looking at this game from Saturday night, I mean, the, the, the outcome speaks for itself. Let's be honest here. I spoke about it on the last episode. Florida Panthers aren't a scary team to me. They aren't a team in which I look at the the schedule and I'm shivering or shaking in my boots or anything. You know, I, I last year they were a team that to me were had a lot of tools to be a menace. A team that I think shocked a lot of people, but at the same time, it wasn't as big a surprise in terms of how good they were in terms of being at the top of the division. Obviously, I think a lot of people were surprised by the fact that they won the President's Trophy. But And then following that, a very, I think right now, or, or maybe down the line, slightly controversial or, or more so of a head-scratching of a, of a trade for Matthew Kachuk, who is a very talented player, but I just, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I look at what this team has done this year, and I don't look at the Florida Panthers as a team to be worried about. I mean, they're the the Lightning's rivals, in-state rivals, and that is a team I still nonetheless get excited for because that that is obviously that there's that added ferocity to the game whenever these two teams run into each other. And then on top of that, on Saturday afternoon in Amelie, you have them wearing the reverse retros, which is cool. Uh, maybe I'm being a little biased, but Florida's reverse retros are terrible looking. I mean, there's an eyesore. I mean, maybe I'm just being, like I said, a little bit overcritical of this team. But what I will say about them is that they played hard. They played a very tough game. Uh, Brabovsky, even though... He was crying a little bit at the end about that that goal that they challenged to for goalie interference. I still think that nonetheless that was you know that the that's just kind of something with Burboski that we've seen over the last couple of years uh since he has signed with Florida that he hasn't really quite lived up to that contract and 
Um, I'm curious. Uh, I'll hit up Armando Velez of Lockdown Panthers because I am really curious as to when, you know, you start kind of, you know, what the overall mood is of this team um, and of that fan base. Because if I were, if this were the Lightning, if the if the roles were reversed and the Lightning were considered the the little brothers uh, and a team that, quite frankly, we can't really take seriously until they actually do something significant in the playoffs as well as, you know, beat the Lightning in the playoffs and, and as well as win a Stanley Cup. You know, I'm curious as to what the fan base thinks at this point. You know, you're sixth in the division. Uh, the the only two teams that are behind you are teams that Ottawa, massive disappointment this season. Buffalo got off to a hot start. Obviously, that's not work. That didn't work out for long. Um, tied. Well, I guess we could say they're tied in points um, at this point with with Montreal and. 30 points, and then you're pretty much – I know on paper it doesn't seem like a lot, but you're two points behind Detroit and five points behind Tampa. But at the end of the day, five points behind the, the Lightning, the way they've been playing, that – you might as well double that. And because the Lightning are playing phenomenal right now, they're 7-3 they're in their last 10. Their goal differential is plus 13. Uh <clears throat> Excuse me. They uh, they're they're seven points behind Toronto, and and ten behind Boston. Which, like I said, I don't think Boston. I mean, who knows? I, there's got to be some point this season in which Boston is going to slow down. But and, and you saw a little bit of a slowdown in this one uh, uh, after the initial couple of moments. And what I mean by that is that early in this game between Florida and Tampa. Uh, it was back and forth. Uh, I thought the Panthers did a good job of managing the puck. Um, and But at the same time, Vasilevsky really settled in quite nicely and very quickly into this game. Uh, I, I, I think that we might be sitting here talking about another result if we didn't get somewhat of a vintage performance out of Andre Vasilevsky. And that's exactly what we got. And we've been discussing that uh, throughout the last, at least this entire season, really. And, you know, as much as you want to see Vazzy's numbers <clears throat> be better, I, I still think, you know, I, I still think he's figuring it out. I think that every game he has played thus far, at least from November, We've been, we've seen improvement, and I stressed that on a couple episodes ago, where I said that, you know what, I don't care if the Lightning lose now and then; they're gonna lose. You know, no team is gonna win that. I, I, I would be shocked if, in any time soon, Tampa replicates somewhat of a performance in which we saw back in 2019. I'd be shocked of if we see any performance. Uh, Tampa would replicate uh, during the 2019-2020 season. I, I forgot what the exact streak was, but I think there was 11 straight games or something like that, maybe more. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that as long as we see improvement, as long as we see individual improvement, 
Um, and the games are tight and the games are competitive and the lightning are skating fast. That's all you have to worry about. That's all I'm perfectly fine with that. And in this game, we saw progression through as the game went on. We saw performance progression. Now, the Lightning didn't do so well in the faceoff circle. Uh, they had 47%. But what they did very well was that they were swarming Bravovsky. And, and I kind of stated on the, the preview episode, I believe it was on Friday, that not like and I kind of just alluded to it now nothing about this Florida team scares me from their first line forwards to their goaltending um Spencer Knight or Sergey Brabovsky I don't care who's out there for Florida because at the end of the day Tampa is playing that well Tampa really is at the peak of their powers right now and they're they're playing sustainable hockey and we saw that in the game on Saturday. They were swarming the puck. They were getting good shots off. Uh, they got creative. The point goal uh, or later in the game was one of the better goals that I've seen this year. Uh, just the way point received the puck if, from Cooch in that situation, you would have thought it was somewhat of a give and go. That's how smooth it was. You're seeing everybody on this team uh, skate with such confidence, and, and you – and in the game of hockey, that is such a dangerous thing to have and, and to play like that. And the Lightning are doing that. I mean, if, if, if you want to look at one other play in this game, that wasn't a big factor. The Lightning were already up by then, by two goals. It was late in the game. But Stamkos, on, on that rush to score the scores 15th of the season, um, just it was almost nonchalant how easy that deke was on Bravovsky. Now, was now are we here to say that that move was that good that Stamkos knew he had it, or was it just Bravovsky just was kind of just mentally tapped out by then? I would elect to say the latter, but you know what? I'm not going to sit here and criticize players. Um, I'm not going to sit here and speculate, but regardless, great all around win against your, your rivals, uh, that puts you at third as we're at, at the time of what we're talking of recording this podcast, lightning are third in the division, 35 points, uh, 17, nine and one on the season through 27 games, seven and five at on the road and 10-4 and 1. Proved the 10-4 and 1 at home. They got to continue to just absolutely dump on teams while they're at home and I know they will. So we'll talk about more from this game. I definitely want to talk about the Sergachev goal in which Robovsky and the Panthers were looking for goalie interference. Uh, I have a lot of issues with that play in terms of Maybe more so the people that thought that was goalie interference, and, and I'll explain my issues with that, uh, as well as the Lightning's schedule for the rest of 2022. But in the meantime, I just want to remind all of you that today's episode of Locked on Lightning is brought to you by Simply Safe Now at Locked on Lightning. We believe home should be where you and your family feel the safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace 
and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Lightning listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off. And this is here, this is why I love it. Because in this day and age with technology, and you know, listen, I am not exactly technological genius or or savvy with this stuff. And this is why I love Simply Safe, is because I love their 24-7 monitoring agent, their customer service support staff that is available to you whenever and wherever you need. Uh, they have 24-7 professional monitoring service that costs under a dollar a day, under a dollar a day, less than half the price of traditional home security systems. So don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off off new any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL because there's no safe like Simply Safe. And once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listener of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. We are available in audio form wherever podcasts are distributed, as well as on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Hit a thumbs up. Drop a comment below so we know how you're feeling, how you're doing, how you're feeling about lightning right now. Drop a question because we've been getting quite some uh, questions here and there for our mailbags, and we want to continue. I love answering the questions. I love it. I love it. I love the response. I love the reception. And if you haven't already done so, follow us on our social media pages at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter, as well as Lockdown underscore Lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. Love hearing from all of you. So a play that really... And I've had this conversation with multiple people over the years. And I feel for as long as the game of hockey exists, this will always be a a point of contention, depending on what side it happens, you know. Um, so the play I'm, I'm talking about is uh, the Lightning had the puck in the attacking zone. This was in the third period. And... Um, I forgot who was in front. I think it was Perry or Paul. It might have been one of the two. And what happened was Ekblad pushed them down and basically pushed uh, them into Sergei Brabovsky, the goaltender for the Florida Panthers. And I'm going to stop at that point in the story because if you look at the the best way to look at this, I mean, I'm sure you can find the highlight anywhere, but there's a there's a TV view and then there's a overhead view. And A, if you look at the overhead view, the lightning player, in my opinion, barely makes contact with Bobowski. A, that's a that's a that's a flop to me. Um and and B he had every chance to get up, but he was more concerned with, I, I don't know, you know, they said on the broadcast that he was trying to get his stick. Um, it looked like they got a little tangled up there, and then obviously the, the goal happened, and he he f- semi-flipped out on the on the goaltender. Uh, the goal was credited to Mikhail Sergachev, who, by the way, gets another goal, which I love it. I love to see, if you're a listener of this show, 
you've been a listener of this show for a long time, or at least this season or the last season or so, you love that I enjoy seeing defensemen get goals more than uh, forwards. Uh, but my issue with this is that Bravovsky, A, in my opinion, flopped in that situation. Uh, B, could have had, had every chance to get up right away. I mean, how many times have we seen a situation where it's not goaltending interference? I mean, even if they don't, there's not some sort of call or, or even a goal, we've seen goaltenders get hit or get knocked down or fall, uh, whether it be making a save. And and they drop their stick and they just they leave it be. You know the 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 play doesn't stop because the goaltender's uh, stick is lost or the goaltender falls in the way that Brabovsky did. And my thing is is that because I I was nervous in that moment when I was watching the game because I've seen other situations where the They've gone to the they've gone to the replay on the challenge or just the officials review, and they've called it goaltender interfer- interference. And and my thing is, and, and I'm obviously I'm not I'm not one of those people that's like head in the book rule book kind of person. Um, obviously, I do know the main rules and all that stuff. Uh, goalie interference if you're in the crease. And obstructing the goalie's ability to make the save. That's goalie interference. Um, but my thing is, is that now Ekblad clearly is pushing the 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 lightning player down. Why isn't there interference on that? I feel like in that situation, I I get you know, that's Ekblad's net. He's allowed to defend it in a certain type of way. But I, I also feel like there needs to be some sort of repercussion because I feel like the easy out, especially in plays like that, where the the offense is attacking, the, the defense is on their heels, and the opposing team, the team that's in their own zone, uh, the cop-out is always push, or at least in my opinion, the, the, the cop-out is almost always push your player into your own goaltender. And but I don't understand why these players do that, whether it be on the rush, which I always feel like is really dangerous. I mean, I don't know why one would ever feel like that would be a good situation, uh, just because you, there is <clears throat> always that added potential that a they're going to score a goal and it's not going to get cold anyway. So basically, your your help your your culprit to your goaltender getting ran. Or, or you're putting your goaltender in a situation where you're obstructing him because the referees aren't going to call it because you're blatantly pushing your the opposing player into your goaltender. And, and you're also putting your goaltender at risk to get hurt. And so, quite frankly, anybody who was upset on the Florida side of it, because I know there was no lightning fans that were upset about this, if there's any Florida fans that are watching this or listening to this right now and, and feel that the lightning got away with one there and, and that should have been goalie interference, my my answer to you is that how many goals have you scored based off of that? And I just feel like 
there needs to be a some sort of rule change or or guideline in the book that that if you push an opposing player into the goaltender, a it's not going to be goalie interference. The the if a if a player willingly or actively without any assistance or or provocation from the the opposing team is goes into the opposing goaltender uh then yes that should be goal interference if especially if they're obstructing um and then Brabovsky just needs to sack up and just get up and try and make the save and play hockey and, and then you know not complain about it when when he gives up a goal and now his team's down by two goals or two, four goals or whatever the margin is four goals I mean two goals at that point so I, I I'm not at all you know, feel one ounce of sadness or or guilt, you know, because there are some goals in throughout the course of an NHL season where, you know, the Lightning will score. And, you know, if there is a, you know, I, I think I like to stay down the middle in terms of if the Lightning are in the wrong in a situation and it's called, uh, if they if they take a penalty, yeah, I'll be like, especially if it's legit, I'll be like, yeah, that, that was penalty. Lightning got nabbed for that one. Uh, they put themselves in their in this bed, and now they got to get out of it. Um, and there's going to be situations where obviously the Lightning get bogus calls called about against them, or no calls at all. And at the same time, listen, we could be mad about missed calls here and there, but at the same time, I mean, the game goes on. You know, it's not like the light. I, you know, I don't want to play the whole penalty get me back kind of game where where. And we all know what happens. So there was this big issue a couple of years ago where, and, and you know, the, the referee was, if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there was a referee a couple of years ago in the NHL that actually got fired because he was caught on a hot mic saying that he was going to call a penalty against a team because he missed one earlier uh, just to even things out, which was stupid. And I just think that whole, that whole system of, or, or reasoning for doing that is dumb. But anyway, just to sum it up, I, I think that the this game was well played all around. Um, I think regardless of how we feel as Lightning fans, uh, as to whether or not you know Florida, the Florida Panthers are a good team or are going to get better, and I, I still think that you know we you still need to treat this team whenever you go into a matchup with them with respect, because regardless of their their personnel and who they have and how they're playing at any given time. Uh, whenever you roll into a game against your division rival, especially your in-state rival, uh, those games could always flip on the dime, um, whether it be with one big hit or one clutch goal. So wrapping things up on the show, uh, we're just talking about the schedule for the rest of the 2022, for the rest of 2022. Uh, I almost said 2022 season. Um, I guess we could call it that. So the Lightning uh, will run into Seattle tomorrow. We'll we'll preview that game, so I won't get into that right now. Uh, and then they got a, you know, I, I never say, and I'm contradicting myself here, but we, I always say there's no such thing as an easy hockey game or an easy win. But this is as, probably as easy as it could get against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday. I... It is maybe with wishful thinking um, or or maybe just, you know, just a little bit of just, I don't know, maybe a, a, maybe being a little bit, uh, you know, 
over over positive about this or you know overconfident uh the lightning in their last matchup against columbus uh won that game 5-2 in columbus and how i feel about columbus this year is kind of how i felt ironically about seattle last year just a disorganized hockey team a team when you look at the roster it's just like how is this team not better and I, I still think, you know, I, I haven't really watched Columbus at all since their last game against Tampa. But my thing is, and my mantra has always been with these teams that are kind of starting up the season as bottom dwellers. And, and um, I'm not saying that they're in the same. It, it, it's more so just, you know, show me that you're a better team. And we kind of saw in the last game against Columbus them kind of stick with light, with Tampa um but at the same time it i just feel like this team is not they're just so disorganized on the ice at least they were in that game so who knows we might see a, a better columbus team this time around and then they go up to canada for two against the montreal canadians and then the toronto maple leafs which is going to be a tough game um that that maple leafs game is going to take every inch of ounce of every bit of ounce of uh, just you know mental fortitude i mean i think those games what what we're going to see against Toronto this season is what we saw from Florida last season. And that is these overall physical games where every inch of advantage on the ice is could potentially swing the game in favor of either team. And the crazy thing about that game is that once the Lightning wrap that up, win or lose, go to go to Detroit against the Red Wings, who are another team that have not only surprised people, but are definitely a team that the Lightning have struggled against, um, and have struggled against at least within the the time frame that I at least have hosted this podcast. Uh, so that goes back a couple of seasons. Uh, their last meeting, Tampa lost that game four two at home. That was a very frustrating game. Um, for me at least. And, and, and I think that the lightning looking back on the current, current play that they have are, are on right now. And even just the entire month of the way they've played, uh, the entire month of December, uh, definitely looking back on that one against Detroit, uh, seems like forever ago, but it was only last Tuesday, uh, looking back on that game and wishing they definitely could have gotten that one, uh, won that one. And then moving on to a team who, I just spoke about kind of bottom of the cellar team, but at the same time, a lot of players that could still hurt you. That's the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, we spoke about the Sabres uh, in their last matchup against the Lightning. Tampa took that one 5-3. That was just, excuse me, they took that one 6-5 and OT earlier in the month of November. The Lightning won that matchup at home 5-3. So they go back up to Buffalo uh, once again in this one. And that will be on the 23rd. That's a Friday. And this will be just another matchup of uh, can the Lightning separate themselves early on? Somewhat kind of what you've seen in the game against Florida. Even though I think Florida is not as good of a team, the Lightning hung in there pretty well. And a lot of that has to do with the rivalry and the the energy uh, and the extra adrenaline that comes in those games. And then the Lightning wrap up the last month of January, the last week of January, excuse me, against Montreal, the Rangers, and the Arizona Coyotes. I think the Lightning 
have immense potential to sweep that. But at the same time, would not be shocked if uh, they come out of that two out of three. Um, the only reason is because that Rangers game, I don't know. The Rangers have been just so Jekyll and Hyde this year. I watched a bit of their game against the the, the Devils tonight, and I, I just can't get a good feel for them. I, I just, you know, they're, they're a team that is, and I think a lot of Ranger fans, I live in New York, so I, obviously I know a lot of Ranger fans. Um, there, there's a lot of, I just feel like Ranger fans probably feel the same way. You just don't know what team you're going to get on any given night. And a lot of people around the NHL, including yours truly think are starting to think maybe last year was a little bit of an overperformance and, and kind of a performance that was not going to be able to be carried into this season from that team. And so far we're kind of seeing, seeing that, especially in their goaltending and, and, that's going to be a game that's going to be very. It's going to be very imperative for the Lightning to to go into that and to play with the same level of discipline and and energy that we've seen them play over this last stretch that has put them seven and three in their last ten, that has led them to to playing so well in the month of December, and and that's you know that that comes out to to winning to winning four games out of five. And, and I think that's a great start to the month. And I think they could carry that pace. And if they could continue to carry that pace through their play and bring that same level, like I said, that same discipline, that same style, bring that into a game like the Rangers, I think the Lightning will look like the higher class team without a doubt. And then you get to finish the season. I mean, the, the year on a relatively easy note of a game against the Arizona Coyotes, which I always love to dump on them because they're just – one of the worst ran teams in the National Hockey League. So uh, very excited and to see how this how the year wraps up with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Definitely playing the best hockey that we've seen them play all year. You got everybody from top to bottom. Anthony Sorelli is back. Uh, you, you got Braden Point playing well. You got Nikita Kucherov just looking immensely comfortable out there. Steven Stamkos just playing like he's – like he's just en route to win another – he's going to win a Richard Trophy. Who knows? I mean, I know Connor McDavid's doing big things right now. Um, but, you know, crazier things have happened where guys have gotten on rolls. And we could potentially – the way Damkos is playing, we could see that too. We could see that too easily with him. So definitely tune in tomorrow's episode. We'll be previewing the game against the Seattle Kraken. And then obviously Wednesday we'll be coming out with a recap. So check for that. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast and hit that notification button if you're listening to us or watching us on an app. So as soon as the newest episode drops, you'll be notified. So that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.